check, check. Three, two, check, check. one. Make podcast go now. How were we on the phone at the same time? So we've got. I just okay. Yeah, so that, that track, way. my track is just claps. <laughs> what was that? Well, that'll you be went, easy to. Oh, that'll be easy to oh, sync up. Hey, should we go ahead and should we do some tail sticks? Should we go ahead and do what, some tail sticks here? Um, you don't do tail sticks till the end. You don't want to do tail sticks? Is that what you're why saying? Why don't we? Why don't if we clap now, no one will know which of Danny's claps to sync it up with. How were we on? Yeah, it'll be the one. I mean, make any of them. They're all good. <laughs> They're all good. Yeah. All right. All right. You guys ready? Let me just make sure I'm actually phone is still recording. You guys ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. You guys ready to rock some tail sticks? I'm. You know, it's not. They're head sticks. What are they called? What are the, What is the? Sticks. What are they called? Just sticks. They're called head sticks. Sticks. Beginning with sticks. Even if so, if they're the beginning at the beginning, they're just sticks. Are there really more than three? Well, yeah, that's what they're normally at the beginning. Where if you put them in the middle, then are they mid sticks or no? They're uh, they're belly sticks. If you did sticks in the mid sticks, you would probably get kicked off the set because you're in the middle of the tape. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I've never been kicked out of a set. I mean. <laughs> I lost the tab that the hangout's in. Hold on. <laughs> what, if, what, if, what if what if what uh, if what if you have like if you if you do sticks by like banging a couple dogs together? Are those dog sticks? <laughs> Smoke on Pachelbel's cannon. Smoke on Pachelbel's cannon. Smoke on Pachelbel's cannon. Smoke on Pachelbel's cannon. Pachelbel's cannon. Are there really more than three songs anyway? What? That's awesome. There's already a phone. There's a phone in the top of the screen. It's red. You don't okay, say phone I, too much. He's going to have to add in that phone sound. Oh, I you don't know about is, that. So I, I think this is pretty important, and I'd like to get Hello, it clear on the. I'd like to get it clear on the podcast. There are three chord progressions. The first yeah. one is G, G7, C, Jeremy, and then some other chords. The second one, yeah. The second one is G, B, 7, C. And then some other chords. And the third one is just G with no changes. Yeah. That's my favorite. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Whose phone it's, is you that? You really don't need more than that. It's not me. I think it's Danny. Hello? <laughs> All right, guys. So, Chris. Yes, sir. You broke your camera? No. Um, I got the camera off so that the audio quality will be better. It's the wrong move, Black. And he's, and he's speaking quietly so that his marriage will be better. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so is... I'm confused. Is there something in the background? No, he. No, it's, it's really. It's, it's it, when when yeah, he I, was. We did. Is there something in the foreground that you don't want us to see? His audio just gets no. way worse when he uh, when he turns yeah, his. Why is that? It's because I'm in the basement and you know the modem is upstairs. What kind of internet do you have? I don't know. You have modem like DSL style? or something? I think it's DSL. Wire, wireless internet. Yeah. You probably have like have like a dreadful well, uplink. All I know is. Because it started Time when you Warner. moved to this house. We called oh, Time, Time Warner, Warner, and we told them we wanted some internet, and the guys came in a van with some internet in the van, and they brought it inside, and they put the internet in our house, and now there's some internet in here. Maybe you need a top-off. Yeah, it might be. It might be. We've been using up all the internet, and there's none left. I, you need to did you ask for their bangles. cheapest possible internet? Uh, you know, we actually didn't. I think we got the second cheapest possible. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it could be. Uh, you know what? I I asked for the cheapest internet when we moved into this house, and I don't know what it is, but my my uh, my brother-in-law was here over Thanksgiving, and he's like you know ten years, thirteen years younger than we are, so he like knows a whole lot about the internet. And he was he was like he hooked onto the internet, and he, a few seconds later he was like, whoa. Your upload speeds are amazing. 
And I went over to his computer. He had all these dials like a car dashboard on his computer. It had like these uh, like speedometers, and they were all redlined. And he was like, "Your upload speeds are faster than my download speeds." Man, wow. you got some. You have like FiOS or something. This episode is brought to you by Verizon. They got the FiOS. Yeah, that's because uh, yeah, well, that's. I yeah, I have, know, Dan, I have you know, hella, I have hella upload. And ever, ever since I got Verizon, who are sponsoring this podcast tonight, I have found that I can really impress members of the younger generation with my upload speed. So, so the sponsor is <laughs> Verizon, and not your brother-in-law. So you did so he because of your sponsors. internet, were you able to have sex with your brother-in-law? <laughs> uh, that is a complicated question. <laughs> to which, how? Whoa! I have had sex with my brother-in-law. Again, it is... <laughs> Guys, I actually never had sex with my brother. Either of them. Yeah, no, just censored. Like, I've never had sex with my Whatever. That's fine. Jesus, our brother. Listening to Bear Friend Tea Party, 
the only podcast with this sound. I'm joined on the program tonight, as usual, by Intense Candelabra, Christopher Winter. Good evening. Nesting Doll, Jeremy Mullis of North Carolina. And Jonathan Bumpers. We do have uh, we do have a little bit of uh, listener correspondence. Oh, anybody um, claim the twenty dollars? No, not yet. We haven't received any email. Um, <laughs> I, I, I I I don't know why that is. Hold on, let me pull up my notes. Hey, do you want to see a donut shaped like a uh, snowman? That used to be Are a foam sure that's strawberry. That's not just a snowman. No, no, it's a donut. See, you can see on the back there. It's foam strawberry. Whoa. Clearly a donut. Is that like? But he's really, shaped, is that shaped really, like it's a really donut good? shaped like a stone. I don't know. I haven't eaten it. Chris, foam strawberry. Is that a watermelon? It's a donut shaped like Whoa, a that's snowman. Foam strawberries all fucked Are you up. eating watermelon? No, it is a donut shaped like a snowman. Foam strawberry. That was just like foam. Um, so, yeah, in reference to uh, this was a comment on the uh, on the blog on episode for episode zero 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 one nine a bloody elk carcass stuffed with bonbons classic um, episode old school pinata fan says uh, really appreciate the call out on today's weak ass pinatas pathetic <laughs> um, yeah I was sorry to not be present for that discussion because I was horrified when I heard about the this pinata travesty that Danny participated in Oh, that's right. You had to bail before we... I had to go watch the World Series of Baseball. You only heard about the first 10% of that two-hour anecdote (laughs) about a pinata. Now, listener listener Brent from St. Louis has also been been promoting us a little on Google+, Plus, whatever that is. Um, And uh, in reference to episode 16, what I don't like about season 10, did say that he thoroughly enjoyed the slang terms for helicopter segment, despite the fact that uh, Jeremy Mullis from North Carolina was not on that episode. Mm. And it seems that would like have been disappointing seems, for Brent. It seems well, Brent is primarily a Jeremy Mullis from North Carolina fan. Mm. Well, what are, what are we talking? Is about? Is this our uncle Brent? <laughs> no, I think he's dead. So I do have <laughs> a. Uh, I do have. I ha- Before we get into the segments, I do have some corrections and addenda. Oh, boy. No, this is going to be good. Okay, I'm listening. This is good. So I'll start with a correction. I'm just going to do one of each. Um, so... Well, if you do, if you only do one addenda, it'll be an addendum. <sighs> yeah, but the te- the topic just, is called... Just let him, get to, let him get to the... I've got a correction as well. You go ahead. So... Okay, so, yeah, on episode three, Easy Listening Music, um, <laughs> it, Daniel Gunnard Beamish made the claim that uh, in our discussion of uh, monetary policy under Janet Yellen, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Gunnard Beamish made the claim that the yield on the 30-year T-bill was <laughs> seven girth units. <laughs> Um, we got a lot of email about this. Actually, at the time that episode was recorded, which was this last February, the yield on the 30-year T-note was actually 3.72. Presumably girth units, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So... Hopefully no one made a big investment in T-bills based on that. I know a lot of people <laughs> listen to our podcast for investment advice. Financial <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, you should not do that. Uh, that's. Well, i got to say out there, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to everybody out there. I'm like destitute and under a park bench right now because of my girth units joke. <laughs> yeah. Which was stolen anyway. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. On that subject, um, it just reminded me when you referenced the episode before, I I think episode 19, uh, A Bloody Elk Carcass Filled with Bonbons, I I mistakenly stated that at the wedding my wife and I attended, there was a bloody elk carcass stuffed with bonbons. (laughs) It turns out that I I misstated that. Uh, There was no bloody elk carcass. 
uh, stuffed with bonbons. Just a bunch of candy? It would, no, it was just a, a bonbonless bloody elk carcass. Fair enough. Um, was it a, like a pinata? It, well, with no. Bonbons yeah, but you know, as you know, pinatas these days are bullshit. Instead of didn't we get some? We instead some, of uh, whacking the elk carcass with a you know with a a bat, we just pulled on the hooves and the bonbons fell out. Let's see. So let's move on to the addenda now. Uh, so on episode seventeen. Um, the working title of which is... Handheld, messy, and bigger than your head. During our extensive discussion of the musical Cats, we made reference to the heavy side layer. <laughs> um, and, okay, so, just in the last couple weeks, I wish I'd mentioned this at the time, but I didn't know it at the time. And, uh, I'm probably the last guy to know this. I had always assumed that the heavy side layer was just some like kind of poetic sounding wordplay on the part of T.S. Eliot. Did right. you guys know that the heavy side layer is a real thing? What? It's a, it's, it's a place you go in a giant. No, no it's well, in the, Pittsburgh. No, there's something. It is a thing. It's very important for like for, for radio. It's called the Kennelly heavy side layer. And what? it's named after Arthur Arthur E. Kennelly and Oliver Heaviside. And wait, wait, wait. Are you serious? I am one hundred percent serious. Was Arthur Heaviside? Olive, I'm sorry, Oliver Heaviside. Oliver Heaviside. Arthur, Arthur yeah, Kennelly and Arthur o- Kennelly. Oliver Heaviside, and it's actually called the Kennelly Heaviside Lair. Um, and what this is is it's it's like uh, you've probably heard of it, but not by name. And if you think about like shortwave radio, mm-hmm. what how that works is like the the radio waves, um, because in order to get around like since the Earth is curved, they get around the Earth by like bouncing off the heavy side layer, which is a layer of ionized particles or some fucking shit yeah it's part of the earth's ionosphere so it's a real motherfucking thing they bounce off all the cats let's see that tells me two things what is only two go on (laughs) uh first of all that was well i assumed it was layer l-a-i-r like a like a place where the cats like they're resting. Oh, the heavy side layer. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like a final resting den. No. You know that makes a lot more sense, though. I had never thought of it yeah. that way, but that makes much more sense. Well, yeah, like a heaven, a heavenly. Yeah. Yeah, the heavy side layer makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah, but it also tells me that, that that must have been like something that was like a new discovery when T.S. Eliot was writing that book? I think that, I think it had, it had only recently been, I think it had been hypothesized as early as around 1900, but I think it was only confirmed later, and I think probably since he was writing kind of in the run-up, in the run-up to World War II, like radar and like radio and shit was like probably important and fucking Mm. shit, I don't know. You know what would have been great? I didn't read the whole Wikipedia <clears throat> article. You know what would have been great is if it yes, is if it was in the book first and then they discovered it later, and if they were was, just it, like, son, was... "Son of a bitch! This this crazy <laughs> thing in a in a pleasant little book of poetry about cats turns out to be a part of the atmosphere." Oh, you found you know, you Chris. Found... Chris, I'm not sure. I would. You know, it's not entirely pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was my point. I mean, it has a lot of it has a lot of drama. I'm glad we addressed this now, so I didn't have to addenda. Yeah, actually, a lot of people, a lot. But correction. I think there's a school of criticism, a school of literary criticism that thinks Old Possum's book of Practical Cats caused World War Two. <laughs> Would be surprised. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> on our podcast tonight, segment one. Are holiday cookie exchanges bullshit? Segment two, sensual, sexual, or erotic? And segment three, ten minutes of buzzing noises after a four count. (laughs) That is a funny segment. 
Segment one. Um, so, guys, here's my yes, question. Sir. Here's my question. Are holiday cookie exchanges bullshit? Do you want my, my initial reaction? Yeah, give me your initial yes. reaction. Was when I first heard the question, I was going to say, well, yeah, of course they're bullshit. But actually, I think that was kind of, a, you know, the old me. The, you know, the 17-year-old me who would just shit all over everything and make fun yeah. of stuff. Fact of the matter is, I love cookies. Yeah. And I love having a bunch of different kinds of cookies. Hmm. And if I've got to go to a fucking cookie exchange to, you know, and make some cookies of myself and then to get a whole bunch of different kinds of really delicious cookies and okay maybe a few of them are duds that's fine i think i still think it's an excellent idea i guess it's i mean i would say primarily because cookies are delicious in print i mean the topic is not are cookies bullshit (laughs) <laughs> the topic is our holiday cookie exchanges bullshit. Yep. And I'm going to I'm going to ask you uh have you how many actual cookie exchanges have you attended? One. It was One. uh when we were, you know, probably I was 15 or 16. And it was at the Perriam Rosser household. <laughs> that was a pretty and, good one. That was a pretty good time, one. And at the time, I was a snide teenage asshole about it. But yeah. in retrospect, I love cookies, well, but if you make a if you make a batch of cookies, you've just got one kind of cookie. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go to the exchange, you got all different kinds well, of cookies. I love okay. cookies. I love As, variety. All right, let me. Is that like Reed Perry? Uh, yeah, yeah, Reed Perry. Uh, I mean, let me. Uh, what are we do to his house? Let me tell you. As someone who's been to a, <laughs> someone who's yeah. someone who's been to a cookie exchange as an adult, yeah. right? Um, and who has like spent a long time, like you know, trying to make some really good cookies, uh huh, and then gone to the cookie exchange and found that like you know I've just made like four or five batches of some really excellent cookies, and now mm-hmm. I'm supposed to exchange them for some like store-bought garbage that some people brought some like just regular chopped chocolate chip cookies that some asshole brought right and worse worst of all frankly Mm -hmm. yeah some cookies some guy just brought like a bag of rocks no that would be preferable to like when people try to get too fancy and they go beyond their comfort level making cookies mm. and they make some like nasty ass shit that yeah. is just like no good because they've overextended themselves and like right. so like if you actually know how to make cookies what happens is, is you go to a cookie exchange and like are just like you're you know there's a few people who are pulling the weight for everyone we went the last cookie exchange we went to we came back. Can we can we mute Danny for a second? No, because I no, can't it's hear important. you. The last. No, no, just turn turn Jeremy up. Don't turn me. The down. last cookie exchange that I went to, we came back, and there was like, we had like tons and tons of cookies. We ended up throwing like virtually all of them away because they were garbage. Mm. And here's the other thing: some uh. of the cookies, like what they do is, you know, you put them on a plate all together and you cover them with plastic wrap, and like. What in, it ends up being that, like, the most nasty-flavored cookie of all permeates all the other ones. Mm-hmm. And they get all fucking nasty. They all get all mushy and, like, whatever nasty fucking... Like, someone put in way too much almond extract in one oh, kind okay. of cookie. And now they all taste like that fucking shit. Okay. So let me... I think you raise a very valid point. And it sounds like you're in a situation where if you go to a cookie exchange like this, uh, it's not worth your time to even make quality cookies. Like, you know, you, if you're going into a cookie exchange like that, the thing to do is just to make the crappiest possible cookies you can so that however bad the cookies you get out of it are, you're still in the black. I mean, I think there's and some, you've got, there's some perverse think... incentives. It's a kind of, if you will... It's a Gresham's Law of Cookies. Exactly. I'm so glad that you brought up perverse incentives. Because it, 
It really, it's true. It's a race to the bottom. Yeah. You know that you can just, it's like, who can put the least effort into it and get the most out? It's like a holiday gift exchange, you know? Right. Like, where, like, Hey, Jeremy! Yeah. Can I interject? Yes. It's too late to join the holiday gift exchange, Dan. Don't you talk to chance. him about that. Oh, shit. I meant to do that. Anyway. <laughs> no, you, you're you out. You're blacklisted now. Well, you know, I, I was pissed off about the hike. The, uh, the, the, uh... Never mind. Skip it. What were you going to say? Um, I was pissed off about the... People, people are upset that the value of the presents went down. I was pissed hey, off about the poor. value we're... of the presents. But let me tell you, I was more pissed off because I did not know that there was a prior value. <laughs> because I did not know about it last year. Well, it the only reason you weren't included last year was because it was like a Kansas City thing. It It was assumed correctly as it turned out that you wouldn't participate anyway yeah how do you know about that about last year well i mean you know last year was a little more reliable <laughs> chris don't discuss the gift exchange with danny <laughs> i i believe we're not supposed to discuss christmas at all with danny which yeah, will make it difficult true. to discuss holiday cookie exchanges <laughs> That's a good point. That's a, okay. You can discuss. Okay. Can I? Can getting back to the hey, cookie exchange. You guys can discuss. Getting Christmas. back to the cookie exchange, Jeremy. I'm Christmas. Getting back to the cookie yeah, exchange. Yeah. I think. No, I think I, that. I, no. I, no, I, no, 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 no. Question. I. My entire interruption was just, a, just a like on a side running joke. Okay. Getting back to the cookie exchange, Jeremy. Is a holiday cookie exchange like a secret Santa? Or like potluck? What is a holiday oh, cookie? Well, I've never heard that phrase before in my so life. So you have because we've been. Oh, never mind. Go at on. A, at I'm, a, I'm, I'm still the spreadsheet. At a holiday cookie exchange, everyone who attends will make generally, you know, a batch, a of batch cookies. or several batches of cookies, and bring them to the cookie exchange, and then, you know, and then you will take a combination of all the cookies that were baked by the various people at the cookie exchange. And the problem with it, as we've discussed, is that there's kind of a perverse incentive to put very little effort in yourself and then just reap the benefits of others' labor. I think and let's well, that let's was... very let's let's very specifically label that a Gresham's law of cookies. That's that's one issue. Another issue I think is the people that people feel like they need to stand out and thus they overextend themselves. They try recipes that are beyond their skill level. Um, that they haven't made before, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, but okay. That, that's that's what you think. That but getting... Doing, right? But maybe they think that that's what you're doing. No, Jeremy makes good cookies. No, my cookies were hella fine. No, last, yeah, co he makes last really cookie good exchange cookies. I went to, people were like scrambling to get some of mine because everyone was trying to take more than their allotment. Yeah. But doesn't that make it... Okay, so then that would be an awesome feeling. That makes it nuts. Except no, that then no, right? I'm walking away... With a bunch of garbage. Yeah, yeah. But you were just saying that it makes you feel really He didn't good. say that. No, I was saying, like, no, what did, the you fuck? You said it makes you feel really awesome to know that you made better cookies than the He didn't I'm not, say okay, that. Okay, now that you mention that, I did feel a certain smug satisfaction. <laughs> but I was also indignant and pissed off that the cookies I brought home were such bullshit. Okay. See, I, I'm not convinced that you actually felt that. Look, no, th you know I this, this conversation maybe was going felt... a lot smoother, Danny, when you were messing, you know, fucking with your amplifier. I here would have been my ideal. Sorry for I, you don't you have were, to argue were, with everything everybody says. You were complaining. I'm not. My my point is this: if you're pissed off that nobody else is living up to you, the level of I don't know. Cookie making that you 
are bringing to the table. Why not just make shitty cookies, bring them to the party, and then be sort of really like pleasantly surprised when somebody, you know, like exceeds your and expectations. And Vince, Gresham's Law. Yeah, I think Gresham's that's exactly what we're saying. And I think that is exactly what leads many cookie exchanges to be bullshit. So, but here's... here's. Wait, really? Yeah. Okay, I'm, lo- I'm looking up Christian's dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's, don't forget to look up I th- that Because until now, Larry I thought well. you were saying, like, I-, I thought you meant, like, John Grisham. No, no, Gresham <laughs> with an E. And that's, and that's like, I don't... I well, don't John Grisham was at this cookie exchange, but... <laughs> <laughs> his cookies were excellent. His cookies were the only other good cookies. <laughs> well, he's got a personal baker. Here, you know, he probably fucking does. You know, here's, I know uh, where he lives, you know. He, I think here's where you're going wrong. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I think here's where you're going wrong. You're going to a cookie exchange full of assholes. Well, that's your yeah, primary so mistake. I might have... Yeah. Uh, any sort of situation where you're depending on other people to cook or provide whatever kind of service, you know, where you're doing something cooperatively, you need to make sure that the other people are going to pull their weight. Yeah, it may be, you know, maybe what would make a cookie exchange better would be like if you show up... You need if to be you just careful show up about the, ex- the membership list. If you, or maybe if you just... you, If you have more of a free market system going at the cookie oh. exchange, like... It's not a given that you get some of my cookies. It's like, what are you going to give me? Yeah. Like. It's not, it's not what I want. It's what yeah, I it's like you yeah. brought these shitty cookies. Well, I'll give you one of mine for like a dozen of those. I don't know. Would you want a dozen of the shitty ones? I mean, like what if they I were just like regular down. chocolate chip cookies or something? Yeah, like, I don't okay, know. They might be, fine, be pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I'd gamble like one of mine could, on the yeah, on a few of those. You could, you could like mash them up and make them into good cookies. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. There's ways you could improve it. I don't know. Is it, is that how baking works? I, as we've discussed, I don't get, care about. Yeah, that's basically how yeah, it works. I, get, I don't know. I don't maybe I should. See, I don't maybe that's, I should. that's why you've never heard of Gresham's Law. <laughs> it, it mostly deals with baking. It's, it's true. It's, it's, true. it's largely. <laughs> maybe I should stop choosing oh. topics that seem to relate to baking. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, I like no. This draws back to my idea about alienating one another. <laughs> Yeah. Right now, right now, the two of you are basically playing the topic. Let's alienate one another. The two of you, vis-a-vis me and John. I we alienated John so badly that he didn't even show yeah. up today. Or maybe he alienated us. Here's the thing. Like we no, had a no. we had two. a Thanksgiving yeah, dinner yeah. recently, where everybody was we supposed did. to bring something at Danny and John's parents' house. Danny and John were not invited because. They can't be counted on to bake stuff appropriately. Um, we enough. had we had a dinner where everybody, you know, brought kind of their fair share. Everybody pitched in. And that was an excellent dinner, I think you'll agree. Mm-hmm. Virtually everything was I, there. Yeah. And it's because we didn't invite a bunch of assholes That's to true. bring crappy shit. That's true. You know, you've just got to watch the invite list well, on the, the cookie I mean, exchange. The Gibson family is a very free market kind of uh <laughs> you know that's true oh, yeah so well you know honestly chris that was kind of weird that you brought kimchi to thanksgiving dinner it was weird yeah and well I, you know and i i want to be perfectly clear that was really good kimchi you really enjoyed it, and Sarah. Wait, wait, Kim, Kim, Kim. Shut up, Danny. And and Sarah would like to... the dude from South Shut Korea. Shut up, Danny. And so we really shut up, <laughs> So we really enjoyed that kimchi, particularly Sarah. It was honestly a little spicy for me, um, but Sarah really liked it and would like oh. some more. But you know that is not a traditional Thanksgiving food. Yeah, I know, I know, and it would it would have been, it, and it was like so completely not in the correct palate. Correct, <laughs> that's true, that's true. It was like really hilarious. You were like totally jamming Thanksgiving. You were like fucking with it. That was brilliant. You know, you know, um, I felt like 
we brought, I think, three other vegetable dishes that were totally kind of legitimate yeah, yeah, and traditional. Yeah. And so I figured legit. I made this kimchi. I'm just going to bring a little bit, and if somebody likes it, you know. Oh, it was we'll fantastic. It. it was excellent kimchi. Well, there's it like had two no, more quarts it had, of it if you guys want some more. We do. We want as much as you can spare. It it seemingly had no place in a Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. It was not appropriate in a Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I will definitely invite you guys to our holiday kimchi exchange. Ooh. I'll buy yeah, yeah I'll buy some shitty kimchi at Ken House and just <laughs> It won't be hard to find shitty kimchi. Not at Hen House. That's um, true. That's no, true. Most store-bought kimchi is god-awful. Right on, Danny. No, All right. Right on. All right. Am I... What is kimchi? I mean, you were... T- that, if you were trying to alienate me, you failed, because I agree with you 110%. Kimchi the was vast the... majority of store-bought kimchi is execrable. Wasn't... Is he the reclusive 31-year-old... Uh, no... Uh, I'm thinking of kombucha. Y- Kim- you're closer. You're getting closer. Kimchi was no, no, the. Uh, he was yeah, the, but like... you're getting closer. It's at least an Asian no, I... thing you put in, put in your mouth. Word with, word with a K. Kimchi was the. He was that like Asian stereotype from the '80s. <laughs> yeah, we're having a holiday party where we exchange Asian stereotypes. <laughs> Wait. Danny, kimchi is Korea's national pickle. It's like a Korean pickled cabbage. It's spicy and garlicky. No further questions. You've probably had it before. A lot of people are like, if you go to like a Korean restaurant, they'll bring you that and you'll be like, "Uh, sir, I didn't order this, sir. And and they'll be like, no, sir, you have to eat that. Particularly, Danny, are are you Korean? Because if you are, you've probably eaten it like today already. If you're Korean, you're eating kimchi right now. Yeah, this is. See, I was thinking of uh, all of our Korean listeners are gonna like spit out their kimchi right there. Like, <laughs> They're gonna like snort kimchi out their nose. It's um, totally true. It's completely true. Cause I used to. I used to. Um, can you? How can you do a Korean accent? I used. Uh, yes, but it's not wildly different from a Japanese accent. I, um, <laughs> I used to, they sound like Scooby Doo typically. Segment two: sensual, okay. sexual, <clears throat> or erotic. Okay, so this is a game. It's called sensual, sexual, or erotic. The procedure is very simple. I will give you a list of three things, and you got to talk about it and choose. Which one is sensual, which one is sexual, and which one is erotic? Are we now, on teams? No, no, you're you're together. <laughs> okay. And I'll talk <clears throat> so, so, I'll talk so to you about it too. Things, of, all, of all three things. One is sensual, one, one is yeah, sexual, okay. Oh, okay. and one is erotic. Okay. Now to clear now you may be saying you may be saying, "Hey, Sorry. isn't that a little bit subjective?" Okay. Well, good because 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 I have the answers and I'm I am the arbiter of which one is sensual, which one is sexual, and which one is erotic. That's a good answer. It's my game. I made it up, and so I've chosen. It's not even you know. To be honest, it barely even rises to the level of subjective. It's more just arbitrary and random. All right. <clears throat> So, first one. It's not the right podcast, bud. First one. Oh, God. I'm right. listening. Uh, what was that? Wait, did, did everybody else hear Yes. That? No, that was just you. <laughs> <laughs> Sensual, sexual, or erotic? Lady Shatterley's Lover by D.H. Lawrence. Jello. And The Soft Sounds of Antonio Carlos Jobim. Jello is, is sensual. Oh, can we? I think we can, can. we agree that Lady Shatterley's Lover is erotic? What? I would, and then. I don't know who the other two things are, but I know Jello. <laughs> you know, I would lean towards sexual on Jello. Gross. I'm not. I. I'm just. I feel like it's not. I'm not talking like I don't think that, but I think that's how Chris perceives it. 
in the context. You're playing it like that, like, okay, you have a kitty for this. Alright, alright, no, that's fine. Le okay. Think about it. Jello, is Jello about taste or is it about texture? You're right. Okay, that's fine. Let's go with. Do you agree with me about Lady Shatterley's lover? Look, Jello is sensual. <laughs> All right, Chris. I think we. I think we've agreed. We're gonna go with Lady Shatterley's lover is erotic. Ding. Je Jello is sensual. Wah, wah. I knew it. And that other thing was sexual. Uh, the other thing was uh, seductive. Sensual, sorry. That's, sensual. That's sensual. Not, that would be really funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, I put a lot of cloud in the, uh, the, uh, the announcers. Yeah, Jello, um, I think it's because it jiggles. Yeah. Uh, Jello is sexual, and the soft sounds of Antonio Carlos Jobim are sensual. Well, I think it's, I mean, I. Jiggling is a, is a, is a, is a feeling. I think okay, that, let's, I'm let's, a, a, like a sense. I, uh, all the judges' decisions are fine. Are there more of these, or is that it? No, there are a few. I thought we were just going to discuss it now for a really long time. Okay, go we, on. We can if you want. Let's try can one. We have that's, a short. Uh, okay. Let's try ahead. one that's a little more straightforward. The banana, Sexual. the mango, Sensual. and the lime. I don't know any of those ne dances. The banana. <laughs> I think the banana. I would say the banana, the mango, and the lime. Mm. I would say sexual, sensual, erotic. What do you think, Danny? Lime erotic? It doesn't. Mm. The lime really is the, the outlier. Is trouble. You know, maybe the mango <laughs> is erotic uh, and the lime is sensual. I think that's probably more accurate. The banana is definitely sexual. I think I don't, based on the last like, one. That's kind of the easy answer, though, because it looks like a penis. I know, but you like use your penis on... for sex. Base... <laughs> well, maybe you do, but so that's too. Based... No, no, his his logic is irrefutable. Based on, okay, okay, let's say the banana is. So which one is your? Wait, isn't that what I said? Now you I don't. Said, you said the, the banana idea. was sexual, and I was like, you know, maybe, but you know, I maybe think that... you know, a penis maybe is just. Erotic. It doesn't even get to sexual. That's how erotic it is, you know. Do you want to? Do they? Do we? Did they? Maybe they're all erotic. Do you want to just say they're no, all it erotic? Can't be a trick question. No, it's I, not a trick question. I think. Look. Do, okay. Let's skip the banana for now, and let's move <laughs> on to the mango. Do you think the mango is sensual or erotic or sexual? I would say. Erotic. I wish I could take part in this conversation. Mangoes, but I feel like I should. Shut I the fuck the up, Chris. All right, I'm shutting That's up. That's why we need to have a third party make these topics like this. Okay, no. Um. Yeah. I, I, mangoes are the most the most exotic of the three fruits. <laughs> you so over. I think you really need to go with your gut on these. I'm not hungry. Look. <laughs> not for fruit. Jesus but Christ! Are, are, you can go for right, corn to be Hell yeah, now talk about sensual. <laughs> Fry something up, you know. Um, getting, getting all hot here. So, the corned beef hash, sensual, erotic, and sexual. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's sexual, but um, <laughs> you can't, I mean, you we, don't... We, should, we, we don't, should talk later. It doesn't look like a penis, so... Depends. All right. Look, here's what I'd say. <laughs> like we always do about this. <laughs> All right. Do you do you have any what what are your have thoughts? Any actual input? Um, yeah. Do you have any actual input, or do you want me to just decide? No, I think that uh, I'm probably mango sensual because sensual is the most exotic of the three. Mm-hmm. Because it's the most hard to pin down. Yeah. Mm. What are the others? Erotic okay. or sexual? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, banana's probably sexual because it looks like a dick. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can agree yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm just overthinking it. It's probably. But I think I think that, that I I would. Are you know what? Lines are ironic. Here's 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 what I would say. Go ahead. I. Really, you think a lime is erotic to, more than know, sensual? I think he's thinking about like you know like <laughs> think about like people doing like body shots. You know. What does that mean? 
You know when you like do a shot of tequila and you like take the lime out of like a, a chick's mouth or if you're yeah, a chick live, then a Live a little, mouth. Danny. Uh, not to be heteronormative. It could go however. I've done no. a body shot off a dude. It's not a big no, deal. I mean, I don't have to be heteronormative <laughs> to do that. Or, like, the point I'll is, be, you know, whatever. Okay, let's yeah. say cl- you're you're doing a body shot. You're taking pull you've just done a shot of tequila and licked some salt off a woman or man's neck, and now you're taking a lime from their lips. Do you find that sensual, erotic, or sexual? Like I said, limes are erotic. All right, Chris, I, mean, I think... I'm assuming, I guess I'm we're assuming di- that yeah, I've done yeah. a line of cocaine <clears throat> off of their ass. Against me. Is that Irrelevant. That's a safe irrelevant. assumption. It's not it's, irrelevant. Okay, wait, 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 wait. If, 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 irrelevant, if, if, if but correct. If all that shit is relevant to a lime... As Wait, can I can I stop you guys there? Doing cocaine over there You're completely right. Shit is also you make a good point. Thank you. Okay. No, go ahead. Pretend. Ding! You're complete. You're right. You're completely right. Go on with what you were saying anyway. With with what? Yeah. Okay, so Chris, so Danny, stop me if I'm wrong. Um, I think we're going to say a banana is sexual. Yeah. Begrudgingly. No, I think we both agree on that. No, we no, both no, agree that's I what mean, you're going we for. We both agree. It, it, it you know, should be too you, obvious, but... I feel like you've already given me your answers, and I've already told you they're, you're completely correct. Oh, we were right on all of them? So yeah, yeah, you're completely right. The lime was erotic. The lime is yeah. erotic. And the mango was sensual. Nice work, Danny. I, yeah. really, I really thought the mango... Was gonna be erotic and the and the no no your me. your first intuition was correct that's what you get said. out of town that's what you said that's yeah the then I backtracked it I thought I thought better yeah of then it, you started then overthinking it but you I guys was brought, Danny brought you back around I was doing exactly so was, what it was Dan, Danny team. like overthought it again and brought us back around to where we should have been in the there, first place. it was a, it was excellent teamwork there was a reason I was first picked for kickball. I um, I didn't think this would take quite so long for each segment, See, like so I might not more, do right? too many more. I had a lot more, let's, let's, but okay, I didn't want this more to take so can long. Can we speed do the next? Well, let's let okay, let's let's do it. Yeah, least lightning one round, more. lightning round. Okay, you know, no, no, I'm gonna no, do no two. team. We just like we alternate, and then we just go. Like, okay, one, two, three. Okay. Here, I'm gonna do two lightning rounds, and then one real okay. one, and that'll be yeah. it. Okay, lightning lightning round. Lightning round. Jeremy. Yeah. Wait. Part Do I get to hear them all three first? Light- or do yeah, I get to hear them all three? Really you get to hear you no, no, you get to hear them all three okay. and then you go. Okay. Bam bam bam. Okay. Uh the Thundercats, the Snorks, the Gummy Bears. Oh Lightning. Uh, that is uh erotic. Sexual, <laughs> sensual, and sensual. Yes. Yeah. The Thundercats. Oh, oh. You say. Sorry. Say again. So Thundercats are er- erotic. The Snorks are sexual. And what was the third one? The gummy, the gummy bears. bears. The gummy bears were sensual. Uh, you're correct about the Snorks. The Snorks are definitely erotic. <laughs> well, that's because they have those things, things on, their on their heads that look yeah, like they look penises. like penises. Uh, I would say the Thundercats are the sensual, are whereas the gummy sensual. bears are erotic. I, I, the gummy bears are erotic. That was a hard one. Okay. The, the oh, you, okay. Bears, just all fairness, are kind of all three. Yeah, yeah, but they're more erotic than anything well, else, it's, especially it's, when so they go on those tubes. You know, those, so those, those cars. So okay, the Danny. cartoon <laughs> may be erotic, but the candy is sensual. Yeah, well, and Agreed. the live Agreed. action, Agreed. the live Agreed. action porn version of the Thundercats <laughs> was very sexual. I thought I was the only one that knew about that. I hope you're joking. I am joking, but I. Uh, oh man, Danny, lightning round. Hey. Parliamentary democracy, no idea. oligarchy, no idea. and totalitarianism. Uh, sexual, erotic, sensual. Damn. That was good. Was that, Nailed it. Was that right? He is dead on. That was, was that, that was exactly was correct. That, right? <laughs> that was right. <laughs> See, I am a master politician. 
Yeah, you were unstoppable. Okay, really, the last really one. Good. He's really good with international relations. Yeah, <laughs> last one. I'm gonna. I'm. This is open to the team and open to discussion. That was the most amazing moment uh, of my life. Your th- th- so your three choices are cocoa butter, monetary policy, and oral sex. I'm gonna say that oral sex is. It's probably sexual. Well, but monetary (laughs) policy kind of looks like a penis, though. Depends on which country's graph you're looking at. Yeah, that's that's true. Oh yeah, ain't it the truth? Talking to you, Italy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna let's say that oral sex is sexual. What are the other two? Cocoa butter policy and cocoa butter. Cocoa butter is sexual and. Okay, so monetary policy's got to be erotic by, by the process of elimination. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely correct. Yes. <laughs> you guys are unstoppable. <laughs> Man. I mean, yeah, seriously, a... we did uh, one, two, three, four. We did five rounds. Um, I think three of them were absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. And the other two, you know, were at least partial correct. But the three that yeah, were we... absolutely correct were answered within seconds. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta trust. Well, you know, when you it gotta comes go to, with your gut. When it comes to matters of, uh, you know, of the heart this, and this, intimacy, this you gotta trust your instincts. If, if this were a trivia night at Buffalo Wild Wings, we would have a lot of free food. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. If only they had played that game at the pub trivia thing we went. That's, to. A, that's assuming right. they give out free food at trivia night at Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't know if they have Trivia Night at Buffalo Wild Wings. Isn't that the whole thing? They have a million TVs and they have, like, trivia buzzers sometimes? Yeah, they probably do. You know, I only ever went on half-price wings night. I only went when I was stuck in an airport. Topic three! Ten minutes of buzzing noises after a four count. One, two, three, four.